Starting in five, four, three, two. From AKSI, it's Sahu, a show about students, entrepreneurs, and professionals from all industries and the stories behind their journey. Um, so today's gonna be a special episode of Sahu. Lonica and Michael are not hosting. Um, I am Matthew. I'm the current VP of marketing, and I created this podcast. And I wanted to bring on two guests today and have kind of like a different episode and run it a little bit differently than we usually do. So I am a marketing major. I joined with the Omicron class, and currently I am a creative director at a startup magazine called Peer2. So um, today we have two guests that are also part of the chapter, and I'll let them introduce themselves. My name is Brian. I joined with the IOTA class. Uh, I graduated May 2020. My major was marketing, and what I'm currently doing, I'm creative director of uh, Kage Slow, which is a startup uh, clothing brand that kind of takes its influence from anime and manga. And my name is Terry. I joined AKSI with the Zai class, so fall 2018. Uh, my major is marketing analytics. What I'm doing now is actually interning with Brian at Cloggy's Club, so yeah. So the reason why um, I kind of wanted to bring both of y'all onto the podcast today is because for everyone that doesn't know, Brian has had a little bit of a more untraditional career path at Baruch. Traditionally, when it comes to Baruch, it's more of like a very structured business school. And there's not a lot of people that go into the creative field, which is also where I'm leaning into towards. So I kind of wanted to get your perspective on like how you kind of navigated a school that wasn't necessarily made to kind of support your career and um, your kind of philosophy on maybe like not transferring out or things like that, because I have thought about transferring out and I'm kind of still always thinking about if I should have transferred out or if I should transfer out still. Yeah. I had similar ideas, you know, like when I was a freshman uh, entering Brook, I wanted to major in finance. So that's that was kind of the primary reason I went to Brook. I, I thought I was going to have that more traditional uh, business, you know, career path. And after having my first finance internship, I, I kind of realized that culture uh, wasn't for me. I, I didn't. It's not that the work wasn't right, um, but you know, there's just a lot of aspects in a career path. I think a lot of people in Brook don't talk about, uh, you know, company culture. They don't, they don't really talk about, um, you know, at the end of the day, what's the work that you do? What's the impact that you make? And, and that's not to say like, oh, marketing makes more of an impact than any other, you know, like finance, accounting, economics, whatever it may be, or like, you know, certain positions are more important than others. It's more so like, are you happy doing the work that you're doing? Personally, I feel like being irreplaceable in a team or doing work that uh, no one else can do or even just doing work in a way that's unique to yourself is really important for me. In that finance field, I didn't really see that. I, I didn't really feel like I was bringing anything special to the table. So I quickly pivoted and... That's how I kind of ended up in marketing. But even before that, I was lost. Like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, I was kind of just going around doing freelance projects here and there. I was lucky enough that I had a lot of friends who um, they needed, you know, videos to be filmed. And they knew that I was dabbling in videos at the time. So they were like, hey, like, why don't you come through and, and uh, we can pay you like X amount of money just to shoot this video for the day. Um, and that kind of snowballed. So I was very lucky to kind of fall into 
ultimately what I, I ended up doing for the rest of my college career and, and beyond that. But at the time, while I was freelancing, I did consider like, hey, maybe I should, you know, transfer out of Brook and, and go to, you know, either film school or, or go to some like design school, because that's that was what I was leaning towards at the time. But, you know, at the end of the day, Brook and any other school um, doesn't really dictate your full career path. It's just kind of like the beginning. You know, I, I've spoken to a lot of older bros, alumni, uh, other alumni bros, and a lot of, you know, just professionals in the field. And they always say, you know, you guys are so young, you have so much time to just completely switch up your career path right after you graduate. Um, and even if it's not right after you graduate, even if you stay with your career path that you decided on in college for five years, you know, six, seven years, and ultimately decide that you want to pursue something different, like there's time for that, you know. Baruch's just one of those p places where you feel such of a pressure to immediately decide what you're going to do and kind of stick to it. But like truth is, that's that's not how it works, especially once you graduate. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just tough also because of kind of like the age we live in of like social media and stuff like that. So like it's it's something that I know a lot of people struggle with and I struggle with too. It's like comparing yourselves to um where other people are in life, right? So like seeing people that are like your age and already super successful in life is pretty I wouldn't say discouraging, but it's a little bit challenging because and frustrating just because there's it's kind of like in the back of your mind like you know you can also be in their position, but at the same time, there's just like certain limitations that you can't um, change that are kind of like out of your control. And I think um, like for me and you specifically, since we are a little bit more like creative and we're leaning towards more creative, the creative industry, also going to a school that doesn't support that kind of like career also is another kind of like um, hurdle you kind of have to get over. I feel like that's just kind of difficult, especially because like you said, at Brook, it's very like for all the um, accounting and finance majors, it's kind of like once you kind of get into Brook, even as a freshman, you kind of already already have like your path kind of set out for like the next four years. You know what I mean? Like you have to get internships and then you have to recruit and then the cycle is pretty clear cut too. But then for marketing and the creative field world, there's it's pretty um, like free flowing, right? There's no real, real structure. Actually, in Baruch, I, I think Baruch's graphic design minor and major are, are pretty solid. Um, I, know, I know Terry's taking uh, New Media Arts, right, which, is, which isn't exactly the graphic design. Route, yeah, it's but... not. But it's pretty interesting, so I guess I could like, chime in. So New Media Arts, for those that don't know, it's just like, I guess, if you think about it, it's more like your photography, your videography, uh, there's also like music making, so like uh, electronic music is also like an elective that you could take. So I was always interested as a kid, like just designing in general. But um, I realized that like I'm not that creative in terms of like drawing and whatnot. So I thought doing new media arts is like super interesting to do because like it kind of blends into the mode that I wanted to do as a kid, as well as like doing something that has more structure and like something that's a bit more easier to do than like uh drawing and stuff like that so mm -hmm. yeah like new media arts like kind of uh connects with the graphic design minor because there are courses that overlap 
Um, so like, for example, I took the traditional graphic design minor. Um, it's listed as art for, for, you know, some students that are listening that might be confused and can't find it. It's listed as an art minor, but it's mostly just graphic design. Like you don't really paint and stuff like that. Um, and there is overlap between some courses. Like I took an animation class uh, my junior year and um, that's like under NMA and not you know, under art 2050 or whatever it may be. But just in general, the professors for graphic design that I had were really helpful. They, they really helped, you know, boost up my portfolio. They really cared about teaching, you know, the basics, but the fundamentals of graphic design, right? So they really hankered down on like, why are you designing a piece this way? Or why are you putting this here? Because... A lot of people that aren't in creatives, uh, especially visuals, they tend to think that, oh, you just need to make things look good or you, you need to make things look pretty or interesting, right? And and yes, that, that's always going to be a part of it. You need that like hook to, to get people in. Um, but it's it's really the why and you know the secondary underlying meaning to what you're doing there that really takes the piece home because at the end of the day graphic design is communications and and that's marketing too right so what matt was saying that brook doesn't really give support to creatives like yeah that's true you can really only find like those fundamental courses and those are those are really strong foundational um courses you know what i mean like i think that if there's anyone out there who wants to uh, stay in Brook, but they they still want to polish up their skills to become a creative, and, and creative is also kind of a very large umbrella term, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, well, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but I'm sure our roles differ greatly. Like me being creative director of a clothing brand, and and you being creative creative director of a startup magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's different from like let's say creative director of Nike or or creative di- director of an agency. So. Um, you know, creative is a very large umbrella term, but once you, if you've committed to stay to Baruch and you kind of figured out like what you want to do in the creative field and in that space, um, I think there are places in Baruch that you can kind of find little pockets of like, uh, motivation, inspiration, and knowledge. But uh, yeah, it is a lot more difficult than finance or accounting where like, there's just more um, cases for them, right? Like there are more students there that have gone through the process and they can advise. And I think that's the biggest part about college, right? I I think that was the biggest thing that kind of made me want to transfer because it was that support system. It was that system of who can I speak to that knows or, or has gone through what I'm going through and can Give me some type of idea as to if I'm heading in the right direction. And the only way to really supplement that uh, is, is to just meet professionals, like meet people doing the things that you want to do and getting advice from them. You know, you, you guys might not have that college student connection, but you should connect on other things anyway. Like, you know, I'm interested in the work that you do, or I'm trying to learn this, or this is a technique that I develop. What do you think about that? You know, there there are just lots of ways to get around it. 
and it's just a grind man you know like yeah like no matter what you do it's just a grind you kind of just come to terms with like the circumstances that you have and you decide hey are these the circumstances i want to work with or are these the circumstances that i want to get out of yeah right? so i mean what what did you end up deciding man like did you decide that you want to want to transfer are you going to stay um so it, it's kind of tough right like it's it's kind of constantly something that's on my mind um and since since i kind of got the vp of marketing role um i i knew i wanted to kind of like serve out my term and not transfer and kind of like have no one to kind of take over my role but the thing is that's going to be the end of my junior year right and at that point i kind of really only have one year of college left before i finish my bachelor's so on one hand it's like why not just finish and then you can kind of like after you graduate and get your degree, you can kind of go and figure it out from there and do whatever you want you're kind of free yeah or do i want to transfer now and kind of start over right and like um yeah i've looked into transferring to like um like fit or um like kind of schools like that and to see mm -hmm. like if my credits will roll over and honestly not a lot of them do just because like they're like business courses obviously so right. I, i would essentially be starting from scratch and then going through another four years of school which is not something i'm against it's just more so um and there's no I, i feel like there's no real right answer to this it's kind of just like how i want to go about life i guess um yeah it's more so yeah it's more so do i feel like can i figure it out on my own in the next four years after i graduate or do i want to spend another four years building um another solid foundation and building more connections through kind of like a structured institution mm -hmm. and i'm still kind of on the fence but i i think ultimately um i'm leaning towards just finishing my degree book and then kind of like figuring it out from there because i mean like you said it's it's just a lot of like hard work and leveraging your resources outside of school especially when you're trying to do something that the school's not necessarily meant for um but yeah yeah so i i think i'm just going to finish my degree and then figure it out from there and i i'm pretty pretty confident in the fact that like if you put in the work like life will play out fine right so as long as as long mm -hmm. as i do the work and i have the drive for it i'm sure i'll figure out something um so i'm not right. too, too worried about it but that's yeah. kind of where my head's at yeah for me personally i i didn't want to stay in school longer but you know it's different for each person another thing that that a lot of people kind of take for granted or, or don't look into are like just programs extra programs that maybe either fit or, or some third party uh provides like i mean obviously everyone in brew talks about coding boot camps i think that's just like a hot topic or, or a hot career path right now like everyone is is hopping on coding boot camps yeah um and before i became creative director for kagi's club i was considering going into or looking for a ui ux boot camp uh mm -hmm. specifically designing for ui ux um, because that was something i was interested in i have a few friends that are uh, coding at facebook and um user interface especially for instagram which is like kind of like the primary social media platform that uh, i used to create content for i wasn't in love with certain things that they would make changes to um but i mean instagram and facebook roll out changes like every six months so like yeah. so like they're bound to make something that i don't like you know what i mean um but i i just wanted to learn some ui ux because i just thought it was interesting i'm super into tech 
So I thought that was somewhere I could go into. And, and that's like another creative field, you know, like you could like pivot into tech. But yeah, the reason why I was considering UI UX bootcamp was because at Baruch, even though I said, you know, the graphic design courses are great and the professors teach you a lot of the fundamentals, like that's, that's all it really is. Like it's a very traditional uh, graphic design course. So what I learned was layout design, like magazines, um, posters. I didn't, I didn't design a single website. I didn't design a single app interface. You can really learn a lot, but at the same time, you kind of have to like weigh it out. Right. And, and that's, that's the same with everything, right? Like you have to balance your time, your resources, your effort, and you kind of decide like, hey, do I want to do graphic design at Baruch or do I want to do night classes at this boot camp, or do I want to do this program outside of Baruch? Do I want to take a gap year? Like there are just so many ways of kind of getting to your end goal and there's no like real set in stone like, okay, you have to go this way or you have to do these things in these orders in order to get to where you want to go. But yeah, like there, there are lots of things that you can do. And, and for any aspiring creatives, like listening to this, like just take your time. You might look at your peers uh, in other, in other fields and, and feel like, Hey, they're already in this position, but, but you're not competing. Realistically speaking, you should be competing with yourself. You should be, setting benchmarks for yourself and figuring out whether or not you're meeting them. Are you happy with the amount of work and time that you're putting in? Are you happy with where you are? Not in relation to like other people, but like in relation to where you think you should be. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it's hard, right? Like you, you talked about social media earlier, but I think even Baruch perpetuates that a little bit. No, I I feel like it's definitely, Oh no, you go first. Yeah. But I, th- I definitely think it's just like a Baruch mindset too. Just like always trying to compete and be on top of the ladder. Just because like Baruch obviously isn't like a top tier school. So we're competing with like other top schools. We have like NYU, Columbia, whatnot. So I feel like for me, I think Matt could also like speak on this. Like we kind of just stopped competing with like one another. Just like focused on ourselves, with like, which I think is like super important. Especially now with COVID, it's like you have so much time on your hands. Like, why don't you use that time to pick up something and better yourself in, in the long run? So, I don't know. I, I kind of just wish that Brooke could like just take a step back and like don't have to be super competitive and create this like intoxic environment. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about that is I went to Stifer High School and I know, Brian, you know how it is there too. Pretty mm-hmm. similar. Um, yeah. Of, like the competitiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for me personally, I feel like I thrive off a competitive environment, right? So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally agree with everything you said earlier, right? Like, don't, you shouldn't compare yourself to the next person or like um, anything like that. But at the same time, for me personally, I kind of thrive off of like that feeling of like, there's always something more to do, right? And if, if, if you're slacking off, right, there's always going to be someone that's working the same time you're slacking off and they're going to be pulling ahead of you kind of thing. Um, yeah. And for me, that's kind of what pushes me to grind out like whatever it is I need to do. Right. And um, that's what kind of motivates me. But I know I know definitely for a lot of other people, that's not necessarily the case. Right. I think, like you said earlier, right, like seeing um, other students and whatnot, like already working at their dream jobs, getting their full time positions at like dream companies that they always want to work at. And maybe you necessarily haven't. It's It's disheartening. But at the same time, 
I feel like a lot of people can use that as motivation, right? Like to kind of drive yourself to get where you want to go and not in the sense of like, it's definitely hard to have it not be in a negative toxic kind of way. But I think mm-hmm. if you if you try to turn like that competitiveness of the Baruch environment and kind of flip it in a positive way, I think it can be really helpful. But like, like I said, it's it's something that's really hard to do. Yeah, I agree with that because I'm I'm a competitive person. Like you, I mean, you guys know yeah. how I get with like almost anything, right? Like, like I take Smash like it's a life or death situation, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> there's no money on the line. We play for fun, and I'm just out here like, okay, let me let me hit this combo. <laughs> but like, I get destroyed every single time. <laughs> I cry. Yo, Pico mains, where you at? Pico mains. Um, but. <laughs> um yeah no like i i totally get that i agree 100 percent. i like competition too right because it, it kind of like fosters this this um competitive spirit where you're just like i want to do better like i, I want to do better for myself but i think that's that's what we call healthy competition right like i, I think there's so much unhealthy competition out there in the world where it's like people you know comparing themselves to other people on social media where they're just like, why do they have that and I don't, mm-hmm. right? But they don't, they don't look at how much work that went into that or, you know, how, how many hours they spent, how many sleepless nights, right? And I think the way in which it motivates you or, or the way that you react to competition needs to be the right way. And my thought, like a healthy thought would be, damn, look at how hard they're working. I need to work just as hard or if not more. And if that nets me my dream job, if that nets me a higher paying salary, cool. If that doesn't, I should still be happy with the fact that like, yo, I'm, I'm putting in that work. I'm going further because I recognize that there are people around me that are working harder. So I want to put in that extra work to do whatever I need to do. Focusing on that end goal and like how much someone, how much more someone else has than you that really fosters that type of like toxic competition. Mm-hmm. If competition is like you view it in a healthy way and it's helping you go further than, than you could have props to you. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's the good way of looking at competition and that's, that's what I advise everyone to do. You know, speaking of, do you have um like a dream job or position yet? So, Obviously, you know, being in creatives, I wanted to work in a creative agency. It'd be it'd be great to work uh, creative in-house for a brand I was already a loyal fan of, but I wasn't really super picky uh, in regards to that. The other thing I wanted to do on the side was, you know, take that UI UX bootcamp or find a UI UX program that I could enroll in so that I could start learning that. Because, you know, at some point I want to get into UI UX. I think it's just a super interesting space. And you know, with emerging tech, like UI UX always changes. What is UI UX gonna look like when holograms are a thing of daily use? Even looking at Cyberpunk, you're just like, oh shit, like how would that be implemented into our world? Have you For played those it? of you who don't no 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 I haven't played no. it yet, but but I want to. Yeah like I want to play I, it too, been... yeah. Yeah I've been watching some friends um play. I, I'm waiting for the PS5 release because I, I've heard the PS4's release like is kind of, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's been kind of buggy. Yeah. 
but yeah, like, like even just those thoughts, like get me excited. So, so that's what I love about design. It's like, you're making other people's lives easier or you're inspiring them or you're communicating some message. And, and I love the thought that there's always something that goes in beyond just looking nice. So I wanted to do UI UX and then probably work for a tech company for a little bit and then ultimately decide what my end goal would be from there. But always in the back of my mind was like starting something, right? Like I wanted to start a clothing brand. I wanted to start um, some creative endeavor, like where I could really take the reins of like what I want to do and put like a piece of me out there, you know, for everyone to relate to or talk about or discuss with me, you know, like I think that's, that's the best part about sharing art. And maybe that stems from my dance background, but I always want to start something and that's kind of like what the end goal was. So it, it's very ambiguous. But how about you guys? Like, do you guys have, have a dream company or dream job? Um, I don't know. I'm like born a bit. So I think like you, like I also wanted to start something like in the future because like for me, like as a, as a high school, like, I was always interested in fashion. So I always want to like have my own boutique or like actually design stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, on the other hand, like I also enjoy like the agency life. I enjoy learning about how different campaigns and different strategies get put out into the public so like for me like once I get out of college I would love to do like media planning for an agency Mm -hmm. particularly in pharma just because uh, over the summer I was fortunate enough to be a part of Publicis Health's little academy and like just learning about like the pharma industry especially with COVID now like it's always it's always a good feeling to know that you're helping out someone even though you're making some sort of profit. Like, unlike uh, consumer-based agencies, I feel like their main focus is um, profit, while pharma, they really take a step back and think about the clients and, like, getting the drugs out there. So that's always been something I want to do. So I'm, like, kind of split between the two. Like, I always want to, like, start my own business and, like, do my own thing. But at the same time, I love the thought of, like, media planning and helping people out um so for me it's kind of difficult just because there's so much stuff i want to do in life right like do you guys know who um lyrical lemonade is yeah no i'm not familiar at least it's it's this production company that was started by this guy named cole bennett out in chicago and Mm -hmm. it started off as a music blog and then Mm -hmm. um he slowly started making videos for like artists in the chicago area and then it kind of blew up right so he makes music videos for pretty much every hip hop artist, like every pretty poppin' hip hop artist. Um, he's done Juice World, Kanye, um, most recently Chance, Jack Harlow, too, right? Chance. Yeah, so he's pretty big. And then from there, right, he's turned that production company into something more. So even though they they do a lot of music videos and stuff like that, they also started releasing like merch. Um, and then on top of that, they created kind of like. A character for the brand kind of like a mascot for the brand and then mm-hmm. they're also working on making like a story for that character and they've also kind of released like drinks since like the company's called lyrical lemonade they released their own lemonade right so yeah. i think he is someone i look up to and obviously like it's very reminiscent of like someone like like kanye west in a way right where it's kind of like i i want to be able to kind of do a lot of things under my 
umbrella company or whatever I do in the future, right? So like, um, if like I don't know if you guys know Kanye is really into like design, like architecture and things like that. So he's created like he has a project he's working on out in I believe it's it's either Wyoming or it's LA, um, and he's creating like sustainable housing for I believe it's homeless people, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to be like like a like a self sufficient kind of like um community, and I think that's so dope. Being able to kind of like do what you want to do and have it still connect with your company. I, I know it's really mm-hmm. weird. It's not like a, a good answer to your question necessarily, but kind of being like a renaissance person in a way and kind of having like my foot in the door in like a lot of different industries is what I would say I want to do moving forward somehow. Um, and I know that's really hard and it's very like, it's a very niche thing to try to get into because there's real there's no real path to that, right? Kanye did it through production, um, music production, right? And then um, Cole Bennett did it through video production, right? And there's there's a there's more people that that are kind of like in that realm of creativeness. I would say they kind of just do whatever they feel like. But that's just something that I feel like no one can really teach you. It's just you kind of learn as you go type of thing, which is why I've tried to work in a lot of different fields, right? So like real estate at a boba shop, now a magazine. It's like I I do want to try out as many things as I want uh, as I can just to figure out what I like and what I don't like, and then hopefully build upon that in the future. I, I totally feel that. Like, for me, I have similar aspirations, right? Like, I, I would love to one day shoot, like, a movie or, or write a play. Like, there, there's so many things that, because, like, when you look at people, they are, you know, multifaceted, mm-hmm. multidimensional individuals, right? Like, no one in any field only loves doing what they're doing for work or they don't only have one hobby like they like people are just interested in so many things right and i think with creatives that's that's the ever long struggle mm-hmm. deciding what you what space you want to create in but the the good thing is that you know as we as we continue to see these people pop up um like you said, Lyrical Lemonade, you said Kanye, uh, Virgil's another example. Like, there are just a lot of people, Kith, uh, Ronnie mm-hmm. Feig, he's, he's doing the same thing, you know? Like, who would have thought that they could have a boutique slash clothing brand and all of a sudden be selling ice cream? But they, they make it work because their brand is, hey, um, you believe in me. It, it, it doesn't matter what the product is, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, Virgil slapped his name on freaking water bro like like it doesn't it doesn't matter what what he does right but people still gobble it up because they're just like oh shit my favorite designer my favorite individual personality whatever it may be made this or Mm -hmm. sponsored this right and what it comes down to is connections they're just connected so well with the right people that they get to do whatever they want and i think that's the same aspiration for me meeting people that have inspiring work or work that i'm just like hey that shit's dope or i want to make something similar or i have an idea and i think this person can help me do it and i think reaching out to those people establishing a relationship whether it's business whether it's as a fan whether it's as you know a partner like establishing those relationships are going to go super far in the future because once you decide like hey i want to break into music like yo we have our boy Cliff, we have Chris, um, another bro in AK Psy, who makes dope lo-fi music. 
that's why I can't really dismiss anyone, especially people who want to do creatives in Baruch. And they say that, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm just going to do accounting or finance for, for a few years or whatever. Or I'm going to do marketing for a few years. I'm like, yeah, okay, yo, go ahead. But, yo, make sure you keep doing what you're doing and keep me posted, right? Like, like mm-hmm. send, me, send me your music, send me your photos, send me your videos, whatever it may be. And I genuinely want them to because I think in the future, maybe one day they decide like, okay, I've worked enough on getting myself set gaining that capital, like, I'm, I'm safe, I, I have my safety net. Now I want to delve into my passion. And, you know, when they do that, I want to be there and be like, yo, like, that's dope. I have an idea. Let's work together on something. So I think even though right now, we don't see a lot of people doing like what Kanye is doing, uh, or what Lyrical Lemonade, Lemonade is doing, or, or what Virgil's doing, but like, yeah, I think it's gonna be more and more, right? Because like you could say the same thing, you know, in the past ten years, or I mean, twenty years, like before Kanye came out, right? Like, yo, who was doing what he was doing? No one. And then now that Kanye is doing it, there are so many other people doing it. Yo, Tesla's Tesla's kind of doing something similar, right? Like they they make electric cars, but he'd be selling tequila. He <laughs> sold a flamethrower. Like, like he he does whatever he wants to do because he has the connections he he knows like even if you don't know how to get there or or how to you know produce someone that knows. content yeah someone knows and if you know that person you're set right like why wouldn't they want to work with you if your idea is dope so i think it's possible man you just got to keep on grinding you got to just keep on supporting the people that you know you support maybe one day one day collaboration or or you just you just start something crazy man so um, I wanted to ask both of you how it is working for kind of Kage's club and like your roles at the company and how you kind of fell into um, like both of your roles that you do now for the, the company. I mean, we covered it on, on this podcast like episode a few times, but mm-hmm. I was primarily doing freelance uh, throughout my college career. I had uh, internships here and there, but my main thing was kind of building that that freelance uh, clientele and uh, repertoire. So I did a lot of video like early on in in my freelance career, uh, just because that was what I was interested in. I've kind of pivoted away from that, and and now I do mostly photo and design. But I used to do some videos for Jimmy uh, Jimmy Zhang, and after a while, when I pivoted to photo, um, I didn't really work with him as often. I did a few photo shoots for some of his merch. And then during this whole COVID thing, I was still doing freelance. Um, a lot of agencies did uh, had a hiring freeze, as you guys uh, may have heard. But you kind of have to instantly pivot and start looking for work elsewhere. So I just like doubled down on, on freelance. But even freelance is, is kind of difficult during this time because just in general, not a lot of people want to spend money on advertising, on 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 content, stuff like that, until they kind of get their budget settled and everything. But that was a little off topic. Going back to it, um, during this whole COVID thing, uh, I was just doing more freelance. Uh, so I had a bit of free time because I wasn't commuting everywhere. I was mostly at home freelance and not really having to go out and shoot and stuff because wanted to follow safety guidelines. But Jimmy hit me up and was like, hey, I'm working on starting this brand, uh, Kage's Club. It's influenced by, you know, anime and 
I really feel like there's a space in anime streetwear, making it tasteful, making like doing stuff that other people haven't done yet. And I was like, hey, that's a cool idea. And he was like, oh, do you want to partner up? So now I'm a part owner of Kagi's Club, creative director. But it being st- a startup brand, right? Like we have four people, uh, like basically four people on the team plus Terry. So three partners and, and one intern. And you kind of like have to put on all hats, right? Like even though I'm creative director, I also do operations, like inventory, stuff like that. But yeah, it, it's been a super cool experience. Like like I said, I've always wanted to start something, a clothing brand being one of them, even though this isn't my exact vision and like exactly what I want to put out in the world. It's something that I'm interested in. Like I watch anime, uh, huge fan of it, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of other bros are, are huge fans of anime. So I thought this was a cool opportunity. I thought this is a cool endeavor. And it just came at the right time, right? And I think this goes back to what I was saying. Like, like you always have to kind of keep the connections that you you genuinely are interested in, right? Like, I think networking is very difficult already because you're kind of having to, you know, contact so many people and keep track of all these these contacts, but if you're genuinely interested in what they're doing and who they are, it becomes so much easier. And Jimmy was one of those connections I made back when I was doing video work. And now that I do design work and all that, it kind of all meshed together uh, well. So, yeah. As for me, I think COVID just really ruined everyone's life for 2020. <laughs> to be honest. Okay, I, I like... okay. Dramatic much? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we all had plans. Like me and Matt were supposed to go to LA <laughs> during spring break and whatnot. True. But oh, I had Iceland trip planned. Yeah, exactly. that, that got canceled. <laughs> Hawaii also got canceled. Yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> so, like, I feel like for all of us at home listening, um, we have so much free time on our hands, and obviously, school isn't it online. Like, it's kind of difficult trying to like be engaged and focused. Yeah. So I remember, like, me and Brian were like talking back and forth about stuff and then like he was talking about how he's working with jimmy and whatnot and obviously with me like having so much free time on my hands i'm like i want to like challenge myself during these times and like do something with my time so i like just asked like hey if you need any help like i'm down to like work for free because like i know um it's kind of hard as a startup to like get out there especially like a clothing brand like i feel like a lot of people think like it's super easy to like slap on like a design and say it's merch and like make profit but like there's so much that goes into it and like i realize that now like currently i'm trying to look for this uh, artists and brian could like also speak on that like it's difficult <laughs> to find artists and stuff like that but yeah like for me like i kind of like the idea of again going back to like what i like to do media planning like getting the message out there in the most best and efficient way possible so just like working on the website like email marketing is something i work on Hopefully once finals are over, could like optimize our SEO, SEM and stuff like that. Like also like to do uh, operations with Brian and just like trying to find artists to help uh, put put an insight for like designs that we've been trying to work on and stuff like that. So again, going back to what Brian said about like putting on a lot of hats, I think that's like the good thing about like a startup company in a sense, like you could just do a lot of different things and see what you like and what you don't like. No, I mean, I mean, you basically covered it, but I, I think with with artists and stuff like that, it's it's difficult. But also, like a lot of people don't. I, I think when you talk about clothing, 
I mean, obviously everyone in this podcast right now, like Matt, Terry and myself, like, like we love fashion. We love clothing. So like we kind of go that extra step. I, I would say we're, we're like that niche part of fashion, right? Like we're, yeah, we're into sure. streetwear where it's like, oh, we care a lot about fabrics and like how it's produced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like print quality, uh, if it is a graphic design, like even if it is like a, a graphic t-shirt, hoodie, whatever, like piece, most people just look at that and it's like, oh yeah, it's just X printed on, on you know, a cotton t-shirt. But like it could be like switched up, changed in so many different ways, right? The fit, the cut of it, um, the type of cotton you use, maybe it's a, a blend, you know, um, and, and thankfully, you know, with us, we have, uh, a production partner, Alan King, who he, uh, is helping us with getting in contact with the, uh, with the, uh, factories, um, internationally, and we get access to really having the finer details tuned to how we like. So, I get to say I want, you know, the pit to pit uh chest width to be this length or or this width. Um I get to say like oh this this is supposed to be a drop shoulder uh boxy cut. Um and you know that's a liberty that a lot of other starting clothing brands don't have. So so it's we're very fortunate in that sense. Um and it's also like I get to choose like what type of fabric um, make, making sure it's high quality and not just like gilding or, or whatever blank that we can get for cheap and, and printing it on there. So I think that was also another huge draw for me and, and possibly for Terry as well, because I think as people who love fashion and every like decision that was made going into a piece, like it's really cool to, to see it from, you know, start to finish, right? I think like a lot of people don't realize how important those things are like yes you could just print on like a design on like a t-shirt or a hoodie but just going that extra step and like thinking about the design like again going back to what you said Brian earlier like why are you making said piece said art and what is the purpose I think that's something we try to like strive for with each piece that we try to like plan out which is like super cool. So in terms of like your position at um, Kage Club, mm-hmm. I know um, we you mentioned it before, right? So the cre- creative director position is something that's not really super structured within like the industry overall, right? Like each yeah. brand or company has their own creative director and the roles um, differ a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So how is like falling into that role for you? Because it's, it's my first role as a creative director. Um, and mm-hmm. even though it's for a small startup magazine, it's, it's very, it's kind of, hard just because you're kind of just thrown into it right and you kind of have to figure out as you go um kind of what you need to do and what your responsibilities are so how was that experience for like for you Mm -hmm. so i I was fortunate to while i was doing freelance work um to do some creative consulting uh for smaller brands and essentially i got the chance to see like what their brand image was like what their their messaging was and kind of develop a strategy um and a visual to go along with that uh so hopping into creative director for a clothing brand um it's it's very similar in the sense that it's like okay 
especially for clothing, it's a very, very visual thing. So I got to work with photos again. I got to work with videos again. So um, in regards to that stuff, it I felt at home. But there's a lot of other like minor things that like not everyone really thinks about. Even just deciding like, like for example, this is probably like one of the smallest things that like no one else would care about. But as a creative director, I do care about. So like on Instagram, our uh, Kagi Club Instagram page, before I was creative director, uh, it was already created in preparation. The tag before was like clothing and I, I think it was like clothing and apparel or something like that. And I was like, okay, wait, we got to change this. Jimmy, my partner was like, oh, like to clothing brand or, or something like, does it matter? I'm like, no, not, not to clothing brand, just to brand. Because I foresee a future in where Kage's Club does more than just clothing. Mm-hmm. There might be one day where Kagi's Club uh, produces a music video um, with anime influences for a huge artist. Or there, there might be a day where Kagi's Club makes a movie. Or, or there may be a day where Kagi's Club does a collaboration on household goods, right? Like, I don't want to box myself in. And I want to make that a message to the consumers right from the get-go. We're a brand but we're not limited to clothing. We can do literally anything that we feel like fits within our brand image. So with messaging and marketing, anyone who's taking marketing right now, they know like being specific with intention is a good thing. Being vague with intention is a good thing. As long as you have intention and you know what you're doing, that's the most important part, right? But just slapping whatever first comes to mind, that's kind of like your recipe for failure, right? So yeah, at, like as creative director at Kagi's Club, it's it's different because right now I'm working on designs, but I'm also working on how we portray ourselves on social media, the actual content creation. So there's like a lot of things that kind of go into it. But if you were to talk to someone who's a creative director at like an agency, they probably don't know half the things I'm doing, right? Like they probably don't design tech packs um for for like the clothing measurements right so yeah that that's why it's like kind of different like creative director and any role in marketing right like it can differ from uh industry to industry or or company to company even yeah but i i think it's a super fulfilling role and and creative director was something i always wanted to do right because you get to see like once again the message from start to finish you get to see the whole experience that you're producing for a consumer or for whoever is like viewing or or taking in this message and that's kind of like what i love about the role and and why i always aspire to have this role yeah so i think that's actually a great um ending point to the episode um i want to thank both of you for coming on today and um sitting with me and talking about your experiences and everything and i hope to probably see you both soon eventually when cases go back down but yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is gonna turn out to be a good episode, but <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, whoever's listening had a good time uh, listening to me rant and drone on about random stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was cool hanging out with you guys again. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. To stay updated on our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram, Brook. Um, AKSI on Facebook group AKSI and as well as on LinkedIn. Um, 
But from now on, Lonica and Micah will be back and the normal show will continue. But thank you everyone for tuning in and see you again soon.